ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to opening day at Beyond the Diamond. We are your inside source for exclusive information on the best game in the world and an inside lens into the baseball universe from some of the only people with inside access to this world, college managers. And now your starting lineups, hailing from West Bridgewater, Massachusetts, from the Fairfield Stags, Colby Rush, and hailing from Dedham, Massachusetts, from the Yukon Huskies, Hunter Broadbent. Today's starting lineups are presented by the Sports Journalism Club at Zavarian Brothers High School. A shout out to where it all began. All right, leading off and opening day here at Beyond the Diamond, we're going to start off with some power rankings for you guys. You know, it's always a controversial subject, so... You know, we can have some fun with that one. And then we're going to get into our hot stove discussion. Multiple weeks. We're going to spend a long time on that one because obviously there's so many good trades to talk about. So that can have lots of fun there. And then at the end of today's show, we're going to have some rapid fire, two minutes on the clock, three minutes for each manager to answer some fun questions. All right. So like we said, we're college managers. I'm Hunter Broadbent, UConn Huskies. Um, I'm more of a video coordinator for the team. That's kind of my managerial duty. Uh, go to the practices, record the pitchers, record the hitters, get that stuff uploaded for them to watch as soon as practice is over. And then once the season is going, well, get the game video and do the same thing, just to read it. And we got a new ballpark opening this year, Elliott Ballpark down in Stores, Connecticut. Hope to see you guys there. I know Fairfield will be playing us at some point, maybe not this year, but we'll be seeing you guys down the road eventually. So that'll be yeah. fun. But we'll have some new tech. We'll have some new tech to uh, have some fun with there. So, looking forward to that one. And uh, I'm Colby Rush from Fairfield Stags. Uh, I'm more of I do more of the media side. So I'm a video. I'm the videographer for Fairfield Baseball. So what I do is pretty much every practice I'm going taking videos to uh, make some cool content for the Instagram for the Twitter, and then hopefully this season we'll be able to make like one of those cool hype videos that. Vanderbilt and all those cool teams still so I'm I'm less of the physical baseball operations and more of the um, media side of things which is fun too yeah and I mean for recruiting that's just yeah. as important so yeah. keep an eye out on that Instagram it. page for some pretty sick content coming your way yeah Stags Baseball keep an eye out all right sweet so for this podcast in general, some of the stuff we're going to talk about, these first few weeks are going to be focused more on the MLB, free agency, and all that going on, since there's not a ton of college baseball news just getting ready for the season. So we want to keep an eye on the MLB, too. So that's what today will be, and just in general, something that we'll always be talking about. A big thing we're going to touch on is marketing. Uh, we've both had some cool ideas for how to market the game, um, maybe a little bit better than what's being done now, some ways to improve on it some things we like that they're doing because not everything's terrible, obviously. Um, MLB is doing well. There's just some things we think that can also be done that are better. Um, so we have a lot of fun with that one. Um, like today's episode, off-season buzz, power rankings, our hot stove series. And we'll have some fun guests for you guys too. We're, we're not going to tip our hand on that just yet. We'll keep some surprises in the bank. But uh, Colby, you have a guy that I know you're excited to pitch a little bit. Yeah, so I know uh, he's – I haven't talked to him officially yet, but I know he'd love – most likely love to come on. He's uh, in the Angels organization. Uh, he's from Easton, Massachusetts, so he's nearby. Um, he's big – He, me and him talked uh, over quarantine a lot about uh, how the owners were handling the lockout and everything and how they were doing a really bad job about it. And so I think he'd be a really good guest to come on and explain more about 
what they did wrong and how they could maybe mend that relationship. And then obviously we're going to have some guests from our schools because we have access to those guys, which is going to be big. Yeah, we will have some great content for you with some interviews and who knows what the possibilities are. But yeah, the big part of our show will be college baseball. Once that season gets started late February, early March, we're going to be one of the only college baseball podcasts out there. So we will have plenty to talk about in that department. Um, all right, so we're going to just jump right into it right now. The Diamond Dozen, our power rankings. So, Colby, if you want to get started, a little bit of what you got. So, should we talk about the rankings we were basing these off of first? Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, so we used the most recent rankings we could find, which were Sports Illustrated. They were uh, right after the World Series on November 3rd. So, they had – we're doing the top 12, obviously. So, at 12, they had the Cardinals. 11, they had the Cubs. 10, they had the Indians. Nine, White Sox. Eight, Twins. Seven, A's. Six, Yanks. Five, Astros. Four, four Padres, before a lot of stuff happened. Three, Rays. Two, Braves. One, Dodgers. All right, well, you said it yourself. A lot of stuff has happened since then, so... uh yeah. One of the more recent things we've been checking out are the Fox betting odds. So that's that's another thing we kept in mind as we started our list. So I think yeah. we, we can uh, jump into it. On my so, list, I had the – did you want to get started? No, you go, go ahead. All right. So to start off at 12, I have the Cardinals. Uh, you can't ignore that team has had a lot of postseason success over the years. They're always in the dance. Uh, one thing I would really, really like to see them do before I can feel comfortable about this is make sure Wainwright and Molina come back. Those guys are the heart and soul of that team. And if they're missing, basically, their two captains, that's definitely not ideal. Uh, they got a good team. A um, few, few good players in that lineup. Solid bullpen, Andrew Miller. Um, Jordan Hicks should be coming back at some point soon. Giovanni Gallegos. So they've made some postseason runs the last few years, but I think it's going to be tough for them if they don't have Wainwright and Molina. So that's something they need to make happen. Uh, number 11, the Mets. But this is one that could definitely change soon because Steve Cohen, as we like to call him, Uncle Stevie, he's got he's got some good moves in the bag. They, uh, they've done a lot already with James McCann in their front office, just in general. Sandy Alderson, they took Zach Scott from the Red Sox, who was big in analytics. So look for a lot of stuff to come out of the Mets organization, but just in general, they already have been a pretty successful team the last few years. They had 80 something wins in 2019, 2020, they were in it right till the end, but didn't have enough to uh, get over the hump in the national league East, but you know, Springer, he's a very much possibility for that team. Bauer, you never know. They got a good bullpen as it is. So we'll see what happens there. And number 10, I have the twins. So they're another team that's, that's interesting. They need to bring back Nelson Cruz for that lineup, in my opinion, especially after losing Eddie Rosario when they non-tendered him a few weeks back. Um, but Cruz, another guy, heart and soul of that team, 41 years old, still just putting up some insane numbers, hitting home runs left and right. Um, Maeda and Barrios are really good one-two for them. Um, they got some other guys, Randy Dobnak, especially uh, Michael Pineda. They've done a solid job for them back into the rotation, but 
losing Rich Hill and Jake Odorizzi won't be great for them. Doesn't seem like those guys will be coming back. Maybe Rich Hill because he can be had on a short-term deal. But um, yeah, the Twins, Twins have a good team, but there's just some things I'd like to see them improve on. Uh, number nine are the A's. So, you know, a team that every year you look at their roster and say, I'm not sure, but they always have magic happen. Bob Melvin and Billy Bean, the magic duo right there. They always get that team into the postseason. Um, obviously, some, some nice players, especially with their rotation of uh, Luzardo, Bassett, uh, Manea, losing fires. That's another thing. He's he's on the market right now, so it would be nice to have him back. He's been a nice veteran presence, but these are always a team to have their eye on, led by Matt Chapman. The number eight, I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, Colby, but I have the Nationals. 2019 World Champs, they had a tough year. No secret about that. But I still really believe in this team. They get Strasburg back healthy. You have just an absolute dynamite one, two, three combo of Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. And that team can go to bat with anybody. Uh, just picked up Josh Bell, solidifying that lineup with Soto and Turner, two of my absolute favorite guys in the game. There's still more work to be done for Mike Rizzo and company, but I believe in that team. I really do. I think that if they can make some additions to the bullpen, maybe get one more veteran starter in there, special things can still be done in D.C. Number seven, the Yankees. A lot of people have them a lot higher, but I do not trust that rotation right now. Garrett Cole, obviously, not much we can say about him other than he's dominant. But behind him, you have Domingo Herman, maybe coming back from his domestic violence suspension. Um, Jordan Montgomery, Davey Garcia. There's a lot of youth in that rotation, and some of those guys are still unproven. So, I mean, you look at the bullpen and lineup, it's hard to dispute that that's a really talented group. but until they get some more starting pitching in there to replace the likes of Tanaka, who's been a staple for years in the Bronx, uh, Paxton. I still liked that pickup, even though he was hurt, but that's the guy that took the ball for you game one in 2019. So you can't just count him out. Um, and Jay Happ, a solid veteran presence there. Number six, we have the defending American League champion, Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Look, obviously the Blake Snell trade hurts, losing Charlie Morton hurts, but this team just finds a way year in and year out to make themselves competitive. Eric Neander's always brewing something up in that front office. So I'll never count the Rays out. Uh, Randy Rosarena will be back for year two, obviously coming off a ridiculous postseason that he had. Some good players too, like Brandon Lau, he'll take another step forward, I'm sure. How can you not love G-Man Choi? And, uh, you got Tyler Glass now heading up that rotation along with some guys that have had some success in Ryan Yarborough, Johnny Trinos, Michael Walker. He'll go into that pitching lab to make himself better. So I can't count out the Rays. Number five, another one we might disagree on here, but the Houston Astros. George Springer, Michael Brantley on the market right now, but that is still a really good team. One went away from the World Series. You got a great rotation with some young guys like Framber, Christian Javier. You got Zach Granke, Lance McCullers, some veteran studs to lead up that rotation. The bullpen probably could use some work. They had to get creative with it in the postseason, the magic of Dusty Baker right there, but that's another reason why I believe in this team. They still got, you know, uh, Bregman, Correa, Altuve, and Duriel in that infield. 
Kyle Tucker's done a nice job coming in as a young guy into that team that's done so much already. So I still believe in Houston, but um, Springer's probably not coming back with that price tag. So I'd like to see them at least bring Michael Brantley back to DH for them. Number four, the White Sox. So, you know, the White Sox, they got a good team right now. Lance Lynn, um, Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, great rotation. Reigning MVP, Jose Abreu, batting champion, Tim Anderson. What's not to love about that lineup? You got Yon Moncada doing some exciting things too. So I could go on and on about their lineup, but the White Sox have a good team. Right now on paper, obviously, always a dangerous assumption, but on paper, you have to look at them and say they're likely the best team in the American League. At three, you have the Braves. So close to World Series and another heartbreak for Atlanta at the end there, but they've done some nice stuff so far. Bringing in Charlie Morton to head up that rotation. They'll have Mike Soroka coming back. They'll have Max Freed. He'll be better than ever next year. Ian Anderson, just a great rotation right there. It's hard to hard to beat that rotation. Uh, the Dodgers found a way to do it, but now with Charlie Morton and Drew Smiley in the fold, I believe in the Braves. And obviously, great lineup with the likes of Acuna, Albies. Love to see Marcelo Zuna come back. That's the biggest thing for me for the Braves. And Freddie Freeman. How did I not mention that National League MVP? But I'd love to see Ozuna come back for that team. Uh, the Padres, we're going to be talking about them for a while. So that kind of speaks for itself with what they've done lately. The excitement in that lineup with Fernando Tatis, Machado, and those pitching acquisitions. Uh, and number one, it's just the easy answer, the Dodgers. Neither of us really want to say it, but the world champs still probably have the best team in baseball. You'll be returning David Price to that rotation. I still am a believer in his. And there's just some studs on that team. They need to bring back Justin Turner. That's something we can both agree mm -hmm. upon. Um, there's been some Arenado rumors, but Turner's the best guy for that team, the best guy for third base. And Kike Hernandez, he was rumored to be the Red Sox are looking at him, but that's a guy that's another linchpin there. He's always keeping the mood light, so. I'd like to see Kike and Dodger Blue for another year. Had that big homer in the World Series, though. Yes. So I just rambled on for a good few minutes there. So let's hear what you got to say now, Colby. All right. So I included my first two out because I feel like these two teams, not next year, but I think 2022, 2023 is when they'll start to, you know, become contenders. Uh, the Blue Jays and Giants, my team, the Giants. But I think the Blue Jays, their lineup's there. The pitching is just not there whatsoever. <laughs> the Giants, they're building something uh, with Farhan, but they're just – that last year was, a, I think, almost being contentious was due to the ex expanded postseason, which is going to be this year too, but I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, I'm a big believer in Farhan, so I like yeah. the building. Yeah. And what you'll come to find, uh, listeners, is uh, Hunter is uh, a lot more – research-based I'm a lot more uh just go with my gut so I'm not gonna have as much to say about these I'm just gonna be like these are pretty much just like I looked at these teams and I said yeah this is just how I felt I didn't look anything up I just said these are my 12 teams that's it I didn't look at anything I didn't look anything up I just decided these were my teams so at 12 I have the Cardinals and I only have them that I would have them probably in the top 10 if they get Molina and Wainwright back. But I also don't know how much of a 
offense with their Molina is anymore, which could be an issue for that. Cause that offense is, that's the reason they didn't make it very far is the offense. They don't have an offense really. Yeah. They have great pitching. They have great veteran presence, which you need in the postseason, but you also need an offense, which is they don't have. So I have the Mets at 11, like you. Um, I think that could, they could jump into the top five even. Um, if we if Uncle Stevie does what we think he does. I think signing Springer is the first obvious move besides getting McCann. Um, and then, I mean, we said they're, eight, I think, 80 million under cap or under the luxury tax. He And he, who, he doesn't give a fuck about luxury tax. So let's just spend away, Uncle Stevie. Come on. Uh, at 10, I have the Twins. I think losing Odoruzzi is big. If they could get him back, that would obviously help a lot. But that offense, I mean, there's not, there's a reason they hit so many homers. That's a dominant oh offense. God. It's a dominant offense. Um, at nine, uh, I have the Astros. Now, I think losing Springer, which is most likely going to happen, is a big blow because he is the heart and soul of that postseason team leading off for them, you know, getting them started every time. But they do have that veteran presence, which I talked about with the Cardinals, which is needed in the postseason. And I mean, that division is wide open, which I'll talk about more with the A's. That division is as open as it's ever been. Um, at eight, this is going to be a surprise. I have the White Sox. Oh. So the reason I have the White Sox is because I don't think LaRusso's I think he might clash with the young guys on that team. Now we think about the work ethic of some of those young guys and how they've already been called out. Now, some of them are great. Some of them aren't so great. He's an old school guy who you got to work hard, right? So I think, I think that might, that might cause a little stir in the water for them and might cause a little setback. Now they'll still be a great team because they got a ton of talent, but I don't think they're going to be as great as everyone thinks they're going to be. I think they might, in a few years, they might they might reach their potential, but not next year, I don't think. Uh, at seven, I have the Rays. It's the Rays. They're going to do what they do every year. They're going to be in contention. Now, maybe they'll have another season like last year, which is a magical season. Do I think so? No, because they lost two of the best pitchers that were two of their best pitchers. Glasnow is dominant, but who's after him? And, I mean... But I know they'll figure it out. It's the race. They don't have payroll. They don't spend money. They could do what they want. They can hire uh, one of us, and they'll be a great team still. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. After them, at six, I have uh, – right, is that six? Yeah, six, I have the A's, who are just like the Rays and how they go about their approach. But I think, just like the Rays year was last year, I think this might be the A's year in the AL. The A's have always had trouble in the first round, as we know. I think maybe this is the year. I think if they can get through the first round of the postseason, they're going. They're going to the World Series. They're not winning the World Series. They're going to the World Series for for the AL because the AL is not winning the World Series. I think we can both agree on that. Not looking great for the AL right now. Yeah. All right. After the A's, I have the Yankees. Which, so that's number five, Yankees. Now they're starting pitching behind Garrett Cole blows. We both agree on that. However. If they can stay healthy, which is a big if, but I think if they can stay healthy, they, they just have too much talent not to be a good team, not to be a top five team in baseball. 
I also think, and we'll touch on this later, I think they need to get rid of Gary Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And I think if they can re- if they can re-sign DJ, get rid of Gary Sanchez, and maybe get JT or Muto, that's a top five team in baseball, no doubt. Pitching not, so, pitching not so much, but I think that offense could carry them, especially in a small Yankee stadium. Okay. All right, at four, this is huge surprise, Marlins. Oh, all right. Now, now do you know why? I'm going to guess that's starting pitching. Yeah, so they're, I mean, we saw it last year. They surprised everyone, right? They did. But then they also surprised everyone by sweeping the Cubs. So we know it wasn't, we know it wasn't a fluke of like the shortened season, Corona, all that stuff, which they went through. God knows how many times they went through Corona, like no one else besides the Cardinals. Um, so I just think the Marlins, they got the starting pitching, which we said you need. They have so many prospects from all those trades. I think there's a shot. They might sign Ozuna. Um, if he wants to go back, I don't know if he does, they can afford him. I think they're building something special. Now, are they a top five team? Maybe not, but they got the potential. They, that is, their ceiling is a top five team right now. They're not winning the World Series. They're a top five team, though, at their peak next year. Okay, I like that. Our top three, are, I think, are the same, if I remember correctly. Braves, number three, because they, they're going to World Series this year. I, I think the and I'll get to this when I touch on the Dodgers and Padres. I think the NL West is going to be so competitive that they're actually going to hurt each other, and the Braves are going to take advantage of that and sneak into the World Series and win it. Um, they, I mean, they're bringing back everyone. I've said that they might – I said they should try to sign Chris Bryant or trade for Chris Bryant. I'm now thinking – I don't think they're going to trade for Arenado, but, I mean, that would put them over the hump too. Getting Bauer, which isn't likely, could would put them over the hump too. I think Bryant's the most likely because they need a third baseman. That would be a big deal. Get re-signing Ozuna would be big. No, I don't know if it'll happen, but that would be big for them, for their offense, because that offense is already elite, but I think that would put them over the top. And then two, Padres. I debated between putting them, one, because of how much I hate the Dodgers. But I mean... I think a lot of it's just recency. We haven't seen them play yet, so we don't know if they're going to work. And Clevenger's out next year. I think in 2022, they have the potential to be one. Now, if they sign Trevor Bauer, they're number one, no doubt in my mind. They have, they would have seven starting pitchers, like seven legit like starting pitchers, three of which could be aces on any team. They would have the Cy Young and reigning Cy Young in the NL. But we're not in an if world. We're in a now world. They don't have Trevor Bauer, so they're number two. Number one, Dodgers. We've seen them play. Now, like you said, if they don't, if they don't keep Justin Turner and try to trade him for Arenado, they're they're going down to number four. I, I it, Justin Turner's too important to that team. Yes, I would agree. Could you imagine He's, Game Six of the World Series or Game Seven? I should say. Uh, Justin Turner is not there for that. How it yeah, goes down. I, I think the Rays would have won because of COVID. Yeah. Which Even would just the mental so impact the, of the Dodgers fearing well, a COVID outbreak in that clubhouse. 
how much the MLB would have had to deal with shit would have been ridiculous, but which would have been funny because it's the Dodgers and Dodgers fans suck. Um, but no offense, Dodgers fans. Just kidding. I hate you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my top. That's my top 12. I also wanted to touch on um, the Nationals. Now, I noticed that you had them in your top 10. I did. What I disagree with is I just, I think that was a one-hit wonder. Now, I, I, I think they have, they're good, but I just think the NL East is too good, especially with the Marlins now starting to come on. That is something that concerns me. And you know the Phillies are probably going to be better this year than they were last year. Because he's already addressed the bullpen a little bit, picking up Alvarado. Yeah, and well, so you think about the NL East. It used to be the Marlins were a punching bag and the Mets were a punching bag, right? Mm-hmm. The Mets have Uncle Stevie. They're not going to be a punching bag anymore. He won't let that happen. They might take over New York for all we know. Yeah. The Marlins are actually building something. They're not a punching bag. They're one of the youngest teams who have a lot of potential in baseball. I think the Phillies, the Phillies and Nats might become the punching bags. Not out of the question. I think yeah, I think they have too much talent to be touching punching bags, but I think it's going to be a super competitive division. I don't see any team finishing more than seven games out of first place. I mean, we saw how how the MLB thinks it's going to be competitive with how many Sunday night baseball games or NL East teams. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and then I wanted to touch on the Phillies because that's a shit show. Oh, we're, we're going over luxury tax. We can't re-sign JT. Let's hire Dave Dombrowski. That'll solve everything. No, granted, we're, was, we're Matt was Clinton, very, guys, obviously, because we're from Zavarian, and he's from Zavarian. But yeah. if they're trying to rebuild, he could rebuild the team. Dombrowski's just going to spend out of his pants. History would suggest that. Um, you know, I'm sure... Say that. <laughs> John Middleton was not happy when those comments came out about Zach Wheeler being on the market. He wanted to shut that down immediately. So he brings in that guy in Brasky with the pedigree of spending money to prove that, hey, we're not messing around here. So unless they're going to open their pocketbooks a little bit, it's going to be tough for them. So, I mean, like I just said, I like the Alvarado trade as the start of addressing the bullpen. He had a down year, but when he's on, he is a pretty dominant left-handed reliever. Yeah. Um, but there is obviously a lot more work that needs to be done in Philly. If Zach really, really is on the market um, and the Padres get him, the MLB is, like, game over. Give up right now. The Padres are just going to acquire every pitcher. I said that – I think I texted this to you after the Darvish trade. Or I te- maybe I texted it to the group chat. The Padres are just trying to get every pitcher available. Yeah. They're going to get it, and they're going to get everyone. Give me them all. I also said if Bauer goes to the Dodgers and doesn't go to the Giants or Padres, I'm going to lose my shit. That would just unfair rotation for the Dodgers. You line that up, Bueller game one, Bauer, Kershaw, obviously. You got over if, you have, if you're a team there. that starts Kershaw game three, how do you lose? And then you have uh, – Arias, think about all the May. prospects. Think about all the prospects they still have. They you still got Arias, have... May, Gonsolin, Price. Oh, that's another thing. That's the Padres trades. The Padres trade. I don't know if we're going to touch on this later, but the Padres trades they made, giving up one top three prospect out of or one top ten prospect even. Yeah. One blue chipper. For two of the best pitchers in baseball. 
they're doing something right. E.J. Preller is a wizard for making that happen. And there are a lot of angry Cubs fans right now for how that driver's trade went down. And it seems like the Cubs are in the cutting salary. There's been a lot of a lot of memes out there about small market Chicago Cubs. And, you know, COVID has impacted a lot of finances for everybody. And Theo got out seems of the like baseball, he, he knew what he was doing. Seems like baseball teams are not immune to that based on what the Cubs are doing. Speaking of angry fans, um, the Dodgers fans are in a state of denial. We can agree on that, right? Sure seems like it. They they are not big believers in what the Padres are doing. <laughs> or they, maybe they, they are, and they just don't want to show it. They just seem to think that the Padres are just acquiring everyone, which they are, but that it's not going to work, which I have to disagree because pitchers don't have to work with anyone else, and that's all they're acquiring right now. Yeah. Their lineup is already awesome. They were already rivaling the Dodgers at a point last year. Then the Dodgers pulled away because they're the Dodgers. Yeah. But I think Dodgers fans are just salty that their NL West crown might be slipping away. Yeah, and what a great NLDS that was with the game where uh, Tatis hit that ball to center. Bellinger made the great catch. Him and Bruce Dargrad are all going back and forth. More of that fears to come will be super exciting. I'm really looking forward to watching that as a baseball fan. Oh, yeah. Um, the the NOS is going to be must-see. Absolutely. And poor Rockies and Diamondbacks fans just sitting there watching this go down. Well, the Diamondbacks last year thought they actually had, were a contender. Now yeah. look at this. Now they are they might be finished last in the NL West. Might be. Giants are on the rise, too, so that's why I didn't include them there. Um, but, yeah, the Rockies are tough because they haven't spent much money in a few years now. They had that big offseason with Davis and McGee building off of the success of they, that they had in 2017 where they got into that wild card game and lost that great game. Archie Bradley hitting the triple, what a moment that was. But uh, it's been tough for the Rockies lately. You know, they, they're, uh, they're a team that unless they spend some money, they're not going anywhere. And it seems like wanting to trade Arenado's is not helping matters. We'll say that trade rumor usually happens every year, but also – it's not an even year, so the Giants could finish last for all we know. That means 2022. They're going to they're gonna find a way to get it done. I think 2024. 2024 or 2026, they win the World Series. Okay. That's right, we've already penciled the Padres in as World Series champs for 22. Exactly. By then, uh, Snell and Clevenger will be free agents, and I'm sure AJ Preller will, will find a way to get the best pitchers in the game there, but Speaking of speaking of Snell, um, the Rays, um, why are they like this all the time? Yeah, I put in our pre-show notes answering the Michael Scott question of why are you the way you are? Because, yeah. I mean, look, they got a great return. Luis Patino is a beast. He's the number 23 prospect in baseball. He's a flamethrower. Francisco Mejia, just two years ago, he was the best catching prospect in the game. Cole Wilcox just drafted this year, former Georgia ace and Blake Hunt, toolsy catcher, good arm, I've heard. That's a great return. You can't argue that. But it doesn't seem healthy for the state of the game that a team that was just two wins away from the World Series is trading arguably their ace after already letting Charlie Morton walk. You would think they would want to be building upon that and adding to it, especially since their payroll is so small as it is. And but, especially after re- – didn't they – they had just re-upped his contract too. Yeah, they extended him for a few more years. And for, uh, a team that, arbitration. for a team that doesn't s- spend money, why would you do that on a guy? 
Yeah, I don't understand I mean, it. There are a few ways I see it. Number one, he's obviously still very much bothered by what happened in the World Series. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You're pitching the game of your life, and then you get taken out early. You know, we could go back and forth all day. On I'm bothered by that. that. Definitely. As a fan of the game, it's not something you want to see. I mean, we'll, we'll just Kevin touch on Cash a little got outmanaged bit. by Dave Roberts in that game, and that's hard to do. <laughs> Dave Roberts had a, did a good job this postseason. He learned his lesson from some mistakes he's made in the past. Kevin Cash looked like Dave, old Dave Roberts. That's what I'll say. Sticking with Julio Urias at the end of game six is a clear sign that Roberts he's, is comfortable knowing what he's doing. Not going to Jansen, which we were texting about the entire time. We're like, it's Jansen or Kershaw. Jansen or Kershaw. Yeah. And then he didn't. And yeah. But I think Cash, history. and I think Cash, and this goes back to the why are you the way you are with the race. He'll probably learn this from more experience but i think he needs to know yeah analytics are great for getting new places in the regular season once postseason baseball comes you gotta look at use your eyes look at the game feel feel the game don't just go based off oh i'm he can't strike this guy out or something like it's just these three batters then he's out you you gotta use your eyes and see how the game's going feel the game agreed both of us can say that analytics are a great thing for baseball. They've helped some teams like the Rays get to the World Series. I mean, obviously, you look at that roster, you don't think it's the World Series roster, but they overachieve every year. And it's just, it's such a tough look because you could tell Nick Anderson had been struggling up to that point. I don't think there were many people feeling good about him coming into that game and then Mookie hitting that double. Obviously, it was, you know, it's against Mookie, too, who had been struggling in the World Series. Snell was making those guys look silly, and the third time through the order should not be lost. I don't – it drives me crazy when teams go by that because, like you said, see how the pitcher's doing. If the analytics say he's going to slow down a little, let him get a few hitters. I don't think one single to Will Smith means that Blake Snell is out of gas now. I think he still had plenty more in the tank. Now, granted, he's not a guy that had gone deep in the game many times in 2020. But you just got to ride that wave for a game that important. I mean, yeah, it was. That's where I, I just like. Look. That's where I just don't like like new school baseball, if you want to call it that. I just like, like when Bochy was on the Giants, I loved. He didn't touch analytics for, as far as I know. He just, he just was like, eh, I feel like him now. It's kind of how I go about life, honestly. But like, he just went about based off his feeling and. That's where I will say I do like the Larusa hire because I he is an old school manager, obviously, like I said. So I think he'll manage the team like that, which is good for a young group of guys to not be so like cut and dry with rules. Mm-hmm. But I keep going back to there might be some clashing because of work ethics. Yeah, we can both agree. Tony Larusa has an awesome managerial resume. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer for a reason. He was one of the first ones to implement anything even close to analytics with the way he's just bullpen in the A's days with Dennis Eckersley and all that. But it is definitely something to keep an eye on the way he handles that young group, Tim Anderson and his bat flips and all that. I will say a guy that managed Ricky Henderson and Bash brother does have some experience with it, but I mean, this is almost 40 years after that. So we'll see how it goes. And obviously there's been some problems with the DUI incident, but we have to just focus on baseball here. So we'll see how it goes. It could go great. I don't think it's certainly not going to be a Bobby Valentine type thing. But no. 
I it, think it'll go. I just don't. I think it'll maybe take like two years to. I don't think it'll be a, a first year. Oh, they're gonna go to like ALCS or World Series. I think it might take like year two. And the thing that plays into their favor is the way the AL Central is right now. Granted, the Twins and Indians are always tough, but they have a lot of talent, and I think they can easily win that division if they even play to half their potential. Um, yeah. The yeah, Indians, the Twins, the Indians are an interesting team because yeah. they seem to be selling their entire team, yet they produce pitchers like no one's business. Yeah, they. I absolutely love the way they do their pitching, but they're Shane Bieber's not a god. very good. He is a Shane, god. Shane Bieber's insane. Followed up by Zach Plezak, Tristan McKenzie coming onto the scene last year. Um, and they had Trevor Bauer, I mean. Yeah, they had Mike Clevenger. And Kluber. And Clevenger. 2017 makes me sad every year with that winning streak they went on, but that team couldn't make some more noise because an Astros, granted the Yankees and Astros ALCS was great baseball, but an Indians Astros 2017 ALCS would have been a sight to see. So I'm Mm -hmm. sad we got deprived of that one, especially after they blew the lead to the Yankees in that first round. But yeah, the Indians offense wasn't even really all that good this year. I mean, Jose Ramirez and Lindor, speaks for themselves those guys are studs but and josh naylor made some noise in the playoffs but i do not trust that lineup and if you trade away your franchise superstar in lindor that's that's not helping so speaking of lindor, where do you case. think where do you think lindor is going to end up i have, I have zero idea at this point that's a great answer to this question i still feel like the mets are the most likely team I don't know how much they're going to be willing to deal at the moment because Steve Cohen had a press conference the other day where he was talking about the Mets farm system has to be rebuilt. And if you're trading for Francisco Lindor, that's, that's not really rebuilding the farm. But that's a team that's already very solid team, good young manager in Luis Rojas. They just need a little bit more, and then they are very much a contender. So if you add Lindor and possibly Springer to that lineup, that is a lot of hits right there. So Yeah, I've thought about the Mets, but I just I'm not sure they're gonna I, I think they might go more free agency this these next few years just because of that. Because their farm system sucks. Yeah. They need to but the other I think if the Yankees wanted to, they could easily get Lindor. But that would mean they're not getting DJ back. who's the be- who's their best hitter? Yeah, Probably the best hitter in baseball. Yes. I would agree. Um, you're going to need somebody to replace them. And no offense to the Tyler Wade fans out there, but I don't think that's their best answer to this problem. Well, and if you're getting Lindor, you're probably having to give up Voight. So that's an issue. Because DJ, probably, DJ probably would DJ probably would have played first mm-hmm. in that situation. But you can't afford him and Lindor. Yeah. And if you get Lindor, he's only signed for one more year. So the Yankees aren't exactly showing that they're willing to spend money right now. So if you get Lindor, that shows that you're all in on 2021. And unless they make some other moves, I don't get that sense from them. I I agree. Um, You know, Clark Schmidt, I'm sure he'll probably have a nice season as a top prospect. Davey Garcia, he's, he's a talented kid. I'm sure he'll have some improvement, but I just, that lack of experience scares me, especially in a division like the American League East, which might not be the same American League East it used to be, but it's always tough baseball. 
Yeah. American, yeah. The AL East is, the pitching's off the charts. Kind of. Kind of is a good way to put it. It could, well, it has the potential to be. Yeah, very much so. Because the Red Sox don't resemble a team right now. No offense. <laughs> but you you probably agree. Yeah, I mean, there are some good things there. Eduardo Rodriguez will probably be back, but you worry about what his stamina is like after the COVID problems kept him out this year. Chris Sale will be back some point, probably around the all-star break from Tommy John. Um, and you had some guys break onto the scene, like Pavetta acquiring him. He did a nice job for you. And Tanner Houck, he impressed in his debut. But granted, there's still some big question marks there and a lot of things need to go right. The lineup should be good. The bullpen should be so-so. There are some good pieces there, and getting Alex Cora back will be a big help. Cora is, Cora is big to rebuild but, that team. Yeah, I see that probably can't set expectations too high for the Red Sox just yet. But Heimblum uh, knows what he's doing. So. I was thinking about the NL East, by the way, for pitching. The AL East is going to be um, just an offensive slugfest. Yeah. With everyone just shitting on the Orioles. <laughs> Poor Orioles. Mike Elias, he's, he's rebuilding them. They're getting there, but probably probably not in 2021. No. I can't wait um, to see Adley Rushman make his debut, though. That'll, that'll yeah, be fun he, to watch. He's a stud. I mean, he they said he's the next Buster Posey when he was yeah. drafted. We know how good he is. That is true. And, um, yeah, the rotation is, is not superb. Once they get out of that Chris Davis contract, which is that agent deserves, uh, I don't know, he deserves something because that's the best contract an agent has ever had in the in the history ever. No, the Bobby Bonilla contract. Never mind. Yeah, but the Chris Davis contract's up there because that's a steal. Yeah, you have to feel for Chris Davis. The guy's struggling like that. He obviously he he wants to do well, but it has just been rough. And I mean, he went from MVP conversation. He went from MVP conversation to not getting a hit in 63 at bats. Yeah. How do you do that? That's maybe it seems hard to do. And you watch him in spring training before the lockdown. He was starting to do better, but take spring training numbers with a grain of salt because once the season resumed, it was just more of the same from Chris and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that one and, and Alex Cobb, I liked that signing when they did it. If I were a team looking to take on a quote-unquote bad contract and get some young guys with it, Alex Cobb's the guy I would look to because he's had some, still had some good games. Granted, he struggled a lot, but I still like the stuff he possesses. He's got a pretty nasty splitter. Maybe that's just recency bias from all the times I've watched him have good starts against the Red Sox lately, <laughs> but yeah, I'd take a true. chance on him if I were somebody. Yeah. All right, so then the AL West. I think this might, besides the two centrals, this is a pretty open division, I think. Very. Well, it's going to be the Astros or the A's, I assume. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the most open the A's have had it in years. Yeah. The Astros, I, this is the worst Astro team, Astros team in a while. And you have to factor in that the Angels will be making some moves because – Billy Eckler, he, he struggled to build pitching. No secret about that. I like what Perry Maniason has done with the Rysel Iglesias trade. I think that 
you know, he's a top tier. You go on his baseball savant page, there's just all red in those. He is an actor in there. Dylan Bundy, Andrew Keeney, Griffin Canning, they're solid, but they should not have to be the one, two, three. Um, if Zach Wheeler is available, that's the guy I would love to see on the Angels. And Trevor Bowers, who I keep coming maybe. back to. You're getting I know out he, of, I know he wants to go out Grandpa west. Albert's contract next year. I so think he wants well, money will be least, freed up. <laughs> the reports are he wants to go out west. They're out west. That's LA. He apparently wants to go down there. It's not the Padres. It's close to the Padres. Yeah, I love to see the Angels making some noise. I mean, you bring in Rendon. Had just had I just a want Trout to, the Trout to the playoffs is good for baseball. Yes, that is the understatement of the year. <laughs> we need to see more Mike Trout in the postseason. Talk I mean, about marketing. The 2014 they need to... series was, was a short one, and that was a long time ago. No one even remembers that. Yeah. You get Mike Trout, like, rolling into Yankee Stadium or something, doing something similar to what Randy Rosarina did this year. Oh my God, marching potential is off the charts. You got to get him. Yeah, you got to get him into like a big, big city. Because yeah. he, if he goes to Tampa, that's boring. No one's going to enjoy that. I don't have fans. The one team that wasn't bothered by COVID, that's why they got to the World Series. Used to the no fans. I'm sorry, Tampa Bay. Oof. Big oof. Um, yeah. But you bring in Rendon. You're expecting that team to be good. You have undisputedly the best player in baseball, which is obviously David Fletcher. And then Mike <laughs> Trout's not bad either. So uh, I agree. You just add a couple starting pitchers there, and the Angels are very much capable of doing special things. Especially because they have the Mariners and Rangers in their division. Yeah. Mariners are they're coming along. Jerry DePoto has been the only guy to make more trades than AJ Preller over the years, but got Jared. But they Kellner just have that they have that soon. Seattle curse. They're never gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to ignore that. It's definitely something looming over them. The loss of Ken Griffey is something they've never come back from. <laughs> no. They'll never make the playoffs again. But you got some pieces. Jared Kelnick coming out, Justin Dunn at some point. So they're not gonna be terrible forever. They'll they'll be like in contention at some point. But as of right now, they're probably just like you said before, a punching bag. And the Rangers, obviously trading Lance Lynn doesn't help matters there. The Corey Kluber experiment seemed good, but he only lasted for about an inning. So that wasn't great. Um, so it's probably not a great year down in Arlington. They have a beautiful ballpark, but not a beautiful roster. Great ballpark. That turf is cool. It grew on me during the playoffs. I wasn't so crazy about it the first few rounds. It seems like a little dark almost. Just well, no, it's grass, but it's maintained as turf. Yeah. So but it's like good for your ankles. Went on, it grew on me. I, I like globe life. I don't know. It seemed it seemed interesting. I was interested in it. Yeah. I didn't really understand it, but it seemed cool. Yeah. The, uh, the grill, as we like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the NL East, which I was referring to when I talked about pitching, not the AL East. The AL East sucks at pitching. The NL East is the best pitching division in baseball. Yeah, Jacob DeGrom, not too shabby. Max Scherzer, not too shabby. We can go on and on, but yeah. yeah. 
Um, so that's going to be a very low scoring division, like usual. Um, but it's also going to be a very competitive. It's pro. It's the most competitive division in baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, projected by us and many others. Um, Braves probably coming out on top. I think you have the Nats as number number two in that division, right? I do. Um, well, I have, it depends on depends on what the Mets do. Right now, they're number two. But if Mets go out and bring in, already brought in McCann. If you bring in Springer, maybe Lindor. I mean, nothing against Almed Rosario. He's a nice player, but Lindor is a superstar. So if you can bring in even one of those two guys, you're doing wonders for your team. And you're taking out the Yankees in the process and becoming the team in New York, which is big deal. So yeah, um, I personally have the Marlins as number two, but that could also change if the Mets do make a lot of noise. I love Uncle Stevie. Big, big deal for Mets fans. I mean, they've lived in misery for years, decades. The Wilpons curse is hopefully lifted, unless it was a Mets curse, which God forbid. Um, I feel like it was the Wilpons. They're not exactly overly popular in Queens. No. But if Uncle Stevie could make the Mets the team in New York, I mean, taking out the Yankees, that's a big deal. Yeah. And I love seeing the Alderson. That's no more, that's no more in franchise in baseball. Yeah. I think Alderson will do some nice things. He, he was the architect of that 2015 team that was just a few wins away from World Series. So I, yeah. I have no doubt that he can do some nice things there. I think if they hadn't have played the Royals and they played another te- uh, a team that wasn't on a revenge tour, like yeah. the Royals were after facing Bumgarner, who had a hell of a 2014 postseason, um, the Mets probably like would have won the school series. baseball we love. Yeah. The Royals were just on a revenge tour. They, there wasn't anyone in their path. They weren't going to lose. They were. That was a pretty special team. And, you know, that's the thing, like, the Rays are very much the anti-Royals in that way. Both a small market team that didn't spend much and built from home, but the Royals held on to their people and they got over the hump in 2015. It doesn't seem like the Rays are in a position to get over the hump in 2021. Granted, they'll have their annual Rays magic, but it seems like they're more building for the future with Patino and you'll have Wander Franco coming up some point soon. So yeah. I feel like even as recently or even as soon as 2022, they can be title contenders again. I still think they could sneak into the postseason very easily this year, but I think to be legit title contenders, that's very much possible as soon as 22. I think it depends on how well the Yankees play. Because if the Yankees suck, that division is for is the Rays. If the Yankees yeah. are good, then the Rays are going to have a little trouble because they're not going to be able to beat up on three other teams. They're gonna only going to be able to beat up on two teams. No offense to the Red Sox. But if the Yankees suck, then I mean, then the Rays just have it all for them, hand it out. And but we've discussed this uh, separately. Um, the expanded postseason makes it pretty much irrelevant to win the division anyway. You just so gotta get in for the NL West, like the Padres and Dodgers. It really doesn't matter who wins that division. Yeah, because one's going to be the one seed one's going to be like the four seed it's not really going to matter yeah i mean dodgers padres will beat up each other all year long and then and i think that'll open it up for the braves yeah i we both love the braves so there is definitely no counting them out i just want freddie freeman to get a ring 
Um, God, if there's anybody in baseball that deserves it, it is Freddie. He has paid his dues and had his fair share of heartbreak, starting with the year he came up, 2011. Everybody talks about how the Red Sox went down at the end there, but the Braves had just as much of a downfall in September. And young Freddie, he thought I have many more chances, but it's been more of the same for him over the years. Yeah, he just seems like a good guy, too. Yeah. Exactly. He's a great guy, and to no fault of his own, he's always produced, but just been... But, uh, back to the Padres. Now, this is the only thing I have with them. Everything's so new. So, unlike the Dodgers, who we've seen win at a high level, win a World Series, gel as a team with Justin Turner at probably the epicenter of the entire operation. Not the best player, most valuable player. Mm-hmm we haven't seen the Padres team play together. They could come out and suck. Now we've seen their lineup. We've seen the fielders. We haven't seen the pitchers and catchers interact. We don't know how that's gonna, dynamics gonna work. So that's where I'm a little weary. I think the Padres talent-wise, easily on, not at the same level, but just to take them below the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I would agree on that. But their potential, I think might be higher than the Dodgers because of their age. Mm. Their core is young. Dodgers are going to have a new core in like two years because their system is so good, like the Padres. But the Padres core as it stands right now, Tatis, Machado, who I hate, um, like those guys, young guys for the most part, they got a stellar lineup. Um, They probably could get rid of Hosmer. Because he's old. Probably a little washed. Will Myers, too. Will Myers has got to go. He's That's another contract. Oh, there were a lot of Red, rumors, though. Red Sox almost got him. Yeah. Yeah, Red Sox I, almost got him. It's still not out of the question. I could still see it happening. Um, oh, that would be a bad trade. They, if they shed some money and add some even more young talent, then Jesus, that is, that is something. My rebuttal to your experience part of them being together I will just say that there's there's still plenty of trust I have in them because Blake Snell has been to the postseason. He's done it. Yu Darvish has been to the postseason. kind of done it. He was tipping his pitches in 2017. So that just, you kind of got to throw that out. But point of my story is he does have a lot of postseason experience. The Nelson Lamette, you have to be curious if he's hurt a little more than they're letting on considering all these moves. Are they just building a super team? Or are they getting some Lamette insurance as well? And obviously Clevenger is out for the year, but whenever he's back, that rotation is special. So my rebuttal to that is, did any of those guys win a championship? They have not. But now Hosmer has. I will give you that. I will. I'll can. I'll have my concession right there. Hosmer's won a World Series. He's been to the World Series twice. However, Dodgers have been there. I. I'm not saying this is Dodgers fan whatsoever. I hate them. They've been there, what? F- that core's been there four times, right? And won one. Only one. But that experience is invaluable, like we've said. Yeah. The Padres haven't been there. Mm-hmm. They've had a few guys that have been to the World Series, one that's won one. But they really don't have that. That They don't know. Now, that could make them more hungry. But, like, when you're a championship team 
and you win together, that like makes you all so much closer. Yeah. Or like the Braves, for example, who are keeping the basically the same team and they'll add a few guys. They were together. They went through that heartbreak last year. The Padres didn't go through a heartbreak last year. They exceeded expectations last year. True. That's why I think not next year, but the year after is the Padres year. Next year, they're going to be insane. But I think the year after is when they get over the hump. Yeah. Jace Tingler, he did a nice job as a rookie manager, but you like to see what he can do in year two. Um, we're not even mentioning the best part of their team, Don Arcello. Shout out to the best broadcaster in the game. Um, <laughs> but on a more serious note, you're right. They they haven't had that experience. You look at the last few world champions. The Dodgers went through heartbreaks before getting there. Red Sox got knocked out by the Astros in 17, Indians in 16 before they got there. So, I mean, you're right. It, it is a process. It's not just you have the most talent, you win the World Series. You got to you gotta be hungry and get there. But I have faith they can do it. Last year, I will say it was the most talent one, but that was also a shortened season. Weird stuff happened. But also the Dodgers finally broke through and went through that heartbreak over and over again and finally won it. Granted, they're the most talent, so it goes back and forth. But, yeah, I agree with what you said. Yeah. The only thing I enjoyed about the Dodgers' uh, run there was it was nice to see Kershaw finally lift the trophy. And how can you not love Dave Roberts? Um, him reading the names off of some of the guys that helped them get there but weren't there, like Ross Stripling, Rich Hill. That was a cool moment. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I don't like Mookie getting all the praise, though. And that's that's part of the marketing issue that we'll touch on later on. But, like, just as an introduction, boy, the MLB has a hard-on for Mookie. <laughs> Mookie would uh, got out of hand a little bit. I mean, that first game of the World Series when he stole the taco, that was just about all you saw on social media for the whole night. I turned off my phone. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for that. I'm just too addicted to it not to, but I, I wanted I mean, to. He was great defensively. Probably the best defensive outfielder. Well, no. Uh, yeah, probably. He, I, I, he's, he's I think amazing. I can say that after that World Series, he probably is. He made some incredible catches. But let's not like, act like other guys haven't made those catches. Cody I mean, Bellinger just... did it, robbing uh, Tatis. Exactly. Kevin Pillar's done it. Mike Yastrzemski's done it. Uh, Angel Pagan's done it. Uh, Angel Pagan, sorry. Um, in the 20, uh, I think he did in the 2012 World Series? Maybe 14? I don't know. Um, but like, outfielders jump over the wall and rob home runs. That's a normal thing. Granted, it was in the World Series, so it's a big deal. It's not a big deal to be that the only post. Randy Rosarena was doing historic numbers he's a god he was and doing historic now he's he's definitely not going to keep that up next year because that's impossible yeah. he was doing historic like things in that world series mm-hmm. i saw maybe two posts of him yeah hell even the walk off by uh brandon phillips no was it brand no uh brett phillips, brett phillips. yeah sorry yeah. um two posts of that, two or three posts of that yeah that game four God, that was one hell of a baseball game. And Great of course, the end, game. man, how do you not love baseball? I mean, yeah. that says it all right there. I want a t-shirt of that. You kind of knew he was going to hit a walk-off, too. Like, that's just how baseball works. <laughs> it's a game that makes no sense. But, I mean, yeah, 
I got a feel for Kenley Jansen a little bit, but that that was predictable. Oh, it was way too predictable. But I mean, that's what you love about it. But then there's yeah. still Mookie posts after that game. Yeah, it is. I mean, I get that they want to make a superstar in a great market like LA, but they got a little carried away with it. There is no doubt about that one. Also, Walker Buehler is probably their best player, and you didn't see many posts about him. Yeah. All the Walker Buehler posts were about the tight pants. Mm-hmm. Which were very tight. But... <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that says it all. Yeah, we'll see what happens. As always, fifth fall will be very interesting in 2021. You have to wonder, will it be pushed back a little? so everybody can get their vaccines. Maybe there'll be like 130 game season or something. There's there's so many rumors, it's hard to keep track, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. And how are the owners going to, like we talked about at the beginning, how are the owners going to respond after essentially severing the relationship between them and the Players Association with how they handled COVID last year? Yeah, and it was a Manfred, get a guess, Manfred yeah. had to implement the season. They never came to an agreement. Right, yeah, he had to. That was probably the only thing, good thing he did last year. Yeah, I mean, you don't have a season that's just doing some really bad damage to the game. And we find ourselves in the same situation with the CBA coming up. That's that a hell nasty. of a story, yeah. We There's one thing we can all agree on. It's that we don't want a baseball strike. So hopefully... That's no, that's really bad for baseball. Ground. Especially with that's, it already falling behind, yeah. You can talk about marketing the game all you want. That is the single worst thing you can do. And I don't think there's any person on either side that doesn't realize that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can realize what's good for them. All right. You want to end this thing with some questions? All right. Yeah, we will get into more hot stove next time, talking about the uh, all those pitchers and hitters out there. But I think it's time for our rapid fire. Yeah. So go ahead and hit me with what you got. Let's start off. Two minutes on the clock. All right. Um, could so we? I mean, we've answered most of these, but like, uh, could we see Gary Sanchez on a different team next season? I think it's very and if possible. so, what what team? If so, what team? Oof, I think it's very possible. I I'm gonna say the Cardinals replacing Yachty with him. I'm gonna say Yachty goes to New York. And All the right. Cardinals replace them with Gary. He's got some potential still, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I like that. All right, for you, this is, this is very not similar to that, but if you needed to show someone one game to make them fall in love with baseball, what are you showing them? Uh, you know my answer. Uh, game seven of the 2014 World Series. Now, it's personal bias because Giants fan, but I think that just encapsulated old school baseball at its finest which I love and it just showed like a pure grit out of Bumgarner he's pitching on two days rest five inning save one run lead yeah and then that ninth inning was insane I still think they should have sent Gordon but the fact they didn't and he got uh, Perez out I mean that just encapsulates like the best parts of baseball absolutely and they're third Um, in five years I mean I'll do a quick ad lib in here and say the game I would show is one of those WBC games from a few years ago, U.S., Puerto Rico, Dominican, any of those, because the excitement was just off the charts, and that's baseball at its best. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't think you agree with this, but will the White Sox fall flat? Like, as in not be reach the World Series as the AL representative? I can't say if they're going to reach the World Series, but I'm going to say they have a very good team. I know there's a lot of debate about Larissa, but I think it works just well enough, and I think they make a nice little run. Right. And I think worst case scenario for them is like 85 wins, sneaking as a wild card. All right, for you, what is one 2020 MLB rule change that you want to keep and one that you want to get rid of? Oh, all right. Well, I hate the expanded postseason, but they're keeping that. I hate it, but let's get it out of there. Right. Um, I got to remember the other rules. We had um, universal DH. Um, oh, yeah. Let's keep, I love old school, but let, let's keep that and give teams option like well uh we can give them like the option if they want the dh they can use it but if they want like um if they want to oh i can i amend the dh rule you can so i know we saw in twitter uh i forget who suggested it but black yeah we make it like universal dh but then when you go to once you go to your bullpen it's that rule's gone and you have to start using pinch hitters Mm-hmm. I, I love like that. that. I love that idea. It's very creative. That would be awesome. And great. It's creativity. That's what they need. Yeah. And I'll just say, get rid of the three batter minimum. It didn't even really do much for time of the game. And I hate that I didn't even know- managers like that. I didn't even notice it, except for the World Series when it screwed Nick Anderson. Yeah, it wasn't great. No. Um, besides Springer, who do you think Uncle Stevie will target? I kind of talked about this one a little bit, but I think they're going after Lindor. I think they uh, are. Sorry, think... free agent. Free agent. Oh, okay. I'm going to desire you're staying in place right now. Mm. I'm going to say Liam Hendricks. They could use another big arm at the back end of that bullpen, but Tansis was a little bit of a disappointment this year. But Edwin Diaz, you know, that trade hasn't gone well either, but <laughs> I still think they both have so much talent that they'll figure it out. And you bring in Hendricks, that's just a – if they're all on, that's a scary big three to end out the game. All right. So I said uh, Odorizzi because I think if he just goes all in on the starting pitching, you don't need a bullpen, mm-hmm. which seems like an Uncle Stevie move. Yeah. And right now, without Cindergaard, the back three are David Peterson, Seth Lugo. Please put him back in the bullpen now. He is just – he's good yeah. in the bullpen. And Steven Matz. So that could use some improvement. Matz should go to the bullpen, too, with all the injuries he's had. Yeah, and he Save did a little own. bit at the end of last season just because they kind of had to with the struggles he was having, but might be a good spot for him permanently, even if it's just his long reliever. Mm-hmm. All right, fun one. Go to order from a baseball concession stand. Ooh. So you get, I get a soft pretzel. That's a big deal for me. Okay. If it's at Fenway, I'm not getting a water because those are like $15. Um, but I will say at uh, Oracle, AT&T or Oracle, as it's now known, uh, the garlic fries, which you've probably never had and probably sound disgusting. <laughs> so good. Like beyond good. Okay. Um, you got to try them. You don't even have to like garlic. They're just good. Um, usually uh, an iced tea or an olive palmer. It's a big drink for me. Uh, and like 
classic hot dog probably as my meat. Yeah, that's mine. Just give me a couple Fenway Franks. It's the easy answer. They're the king of all hot dogs. Dodger dogs are not. I'm sorry. They're a very below average hot dog. Fenway Franks are the god of hot dogs. And give me one of those $15 bottles of smart water to wash it down with. <laughs> all right. All right. That is a rapid fire. So that is that is going to wrap up episode one. So next time, like I said, we'll be touching on more hot stove. We'll give you more Uncle Stevie talk. We'll talk more about the Padres. We'll talk more about the Dodgers. Everything for you guys for the these first few weeks of MLB talk before we get into our specialty of college baseball. Maybe and we'll have a guest. We don't know yet. Yeah. Maybe Lots of fun things to happen. Yeah. Keep an eye out on those socials at Beyond the Diamond Podcast on Instagram and Beyond the Diapod on Twitter. Thank you, Twitter, for that character limit. Couldn't really squeeze the whole thing in there, so that's the best you could do. So keep an eye out on those for socials, for highlights, opinions, and previews of the upcoming episodes. And if you thought this one was good, wait till you see what we have in the future. Thank you. See you guys next week. All right. Week. We'll be seeing you then.